they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Interesting thing, fact about that is one is a gift that goes to a king, one is a gift that goes to a prophet, one that goes to a priest. Amen. Jesus was all. Amen. Hallelujah. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they departed, when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And the Bible says that they were warned of God a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed into their country another way. I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Don't go back to Herod. Don't go back to Herod. Would you set your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and let's pray. Hallelujah. Come on, the power of God is already evident in this house. The presence of God, His Spirit, His anointing, God. We're praying that you would fill somebody with the Holy Ghost here today. That you would touch lives so that we are changed forever in the power of God. Hallelujah. Somebody worship Him. Somebody praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor's hand and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, if you stay up here, you give them hope. And, no. You give me some mood music to preach, so I'm just kidding. Don't go back to Herod. One of the first stories that we find in the New Testament speaking and relating to the birth of Jesus Christ, which is what we celebrate Christmas about. But who was this Herod? Herod was not only the name of a man, but it was also later a position given by the Roman government. Herod was a Jewish-born man that was appointed to be king over the Jews. This was in hopes that it would squelch any ideas of rebellion by the Jewish people if one of their own was in a position of authority. Interestingly enough, they called him the king of the Jews. But I want to tell you here today, there is only one king of the Jews, and his name is Jesus. Jesus would go. And he had many different interactions with Herod. He told, he told his disciples one time when they were on a boat, he looked at them and he told them to beware of the leaven of Herod. What he is saying is beware of the influence that is brought by this man and this spirit, if you will, of Herod. There were four Herods that we see in the Bible. And I want to talk about them for just a moment. The last Herod that we find in the Bible is a man by the name of Herod Agrippa. And the Bible lets us know in the book of Acts that he heard Paul concerning the message of Jesus Christ. And at the end of his message and at the end of his preaching, this last Herod looked at Paul and said, 
thou almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Can I just preach about this influence of Herod? you got to be careful of this Herod. This Herod will tell you not to respond to God. When God's word comes calling into your life, and it might be, amen, a couple of days before Christmas, and you're in church here today, and God begins to speak to your heart, there will be another voice that rises up that says, well, maybe, just maybe, you don't need to respond to that right now. You can just stay right where you are in the in-between, the almost believing, the almost saved, the almost on my way to heaven thee. I almost worship God. I almost live for God. But I've come to tell somebody before this service is done, you got to leave that Herod behind. You got to throw the almost out of the way, all the way. Somebody praise. Find a theme among all of the Herods. They have some things that things that go together. The Herod in Acts chapter 12, the Bible says that he killed James, the Lord's brother, and he imprisoned Peter, and he died ultimately by taking the credit. Amen. I want to tell somebody that when he spoke, they said it is the voice of God, and he didn't stop it. He didn't give God the glory. In fact, uh, you see quite the opposite in his life. Uh, everybody that actually brought a word from God, uh, he had them imprisoned uh, and he had them beheaded. Uh, and I want to tell you about this spirit of Herod uh, that we've got to leave behind before we leave the church here today. Uh, and it is the kind of Herod uh, that says don't let the word of God spread uh, into your life. Hallelujah. I know it's Christmas, but I want to tell you, amen, a great gift from, from you to God is going to be to leave Herod behind. The Herod that says, don't let your worship spread on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Go ahead and cut it off or imprison it. Shut it down and shut it up. But I'm preaching to a church that has said we refuse that. We're going to worship God with all we have at all times. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. He did not want the word of God to spread because he wanted his word to spread. Beware of people that want to shut down the word of God because they want the influence in your life. Oh, you don't really need to go to that church. You just go ahead and come with us to the bar. You got to beware of Herod because he doesn't want the word of God to spread to your daily life. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to somebody here today. You've got to beware of the other voices that come into your world and tell you, well, that's not really important, and you don't really need to do that. And, 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 and you know what? They start trying to behead it, and they try to cut it out of your life. And if they can't cut it out of your life, they'll try to restrain it in your life. They'll try to keep you so wrapped up and so busy that you never make it to the house of God. You never make it to church. And subsequently, you never make it to heaven. But I come to tell you, there's a God in this building that's going to break through that. Yeah, he beheaded James, but I want to tell you, the Lord set Peter free, and Peter kept preaching that gospel, and before you leave this building, God's going to set that word free and let it spread. Let it spread to your house, to your family, spread all the way through your world. 
Come on, somebody. Go ahead. Oh, I want to tell you. Here it says, don't let it spread to your worship. But there's a church saying, no, that's already too late. We're already praising. We're already worshiping. We're, oh, somebody praise him. This Herod would tell you, calm down, chill out. Don't get so excited. It's a spirit prevalent in this world. Don't get so excited about God. Go shout at a football game, but don't you dare shout at church. That Herod is selective about his praise. He'll worship himself and anything that makes him feel good. But you ever start talking about the word of God and giving God the glory, huh? that Herod will try to shut it down. But can I tell you what happened to that Herod? God smote him. God killed him. And God's about to do the same thing in the house of God. I refuse to give more for the world than I give in the house of God. I'm going to let it spread to my worship. I'm going to worship God with all that I am. I'm going to worship God with everything I have. Somebody praise him. Don't go back to that Herod. Don't go back to that Herod. You're going to walk home and go home a different way. Oh, somebody praise him. The most famous Herod in the Bible is the one that killed John the Baptist. It is this Herod that beat Jesus. It is this Herod that didn't like a preacher that told him to repent. This preacher named John the Baptist told Herod, you got to repent. You got to turn from your wicked ways. And his wife didn't like it. You got to be careful. Hey, you married to him. You stuck forever, but you can still be saved. You might as well drag them with you. Hallelujah. Don't let any spouse drag you out of church and drag you away from Jesus. Don't let anybody, I don't care if you're married to them, if you birthed them, it doesn't matter. You don't let anybody stop you and get between you and God. Because the one thing that matters is your relationship with the all. Hey, the family might leave you. The wife might go away. But at the end of it all, there's an eternal God that will welcome you with open arms. I want you to notice something. This Herod followed his wife and said, well, we don't need that conviction in our home. And he beheaded him. He cut his preacher's head off. Hey, Oh, you don't need a church. You don't need a preacher. You don't, you're just fine the way you are. I want to tell you, the Bible says it's by the foolishness of preaching God chose to save us. I need a preacher. I am a preacher. You need a preacher whether you are one or not. Everybody's got to have somebody in their life that can say, you know what? I don't think that pleases God. You know what? Maybe we ought to try something a little different. You're going to have to have somebody in your life that will come by with a Bible and let you know what thus saith the Lord. You may not like it. You may not feel like, feel like it at all times. It may not feel good. But when that preacher gets up and preaches, you go ahead and say amen and say it's the word of God and we're going to make it to heaven together, you and I. Oh, somebody praise him. If you're not careful, though, and you kill the voice of conviction in your life, Jesus is later one day standing he just got tried by Pilate, and now Herod's there trying. But Herod was excited to see Jesus. See, because he killed his preacher a long time ago. He was excited about it. And, and he said, well, maybe he's going to do a miracle or a magic trick. 
There's some people only want to see Jesus do some miracles. Don't want to hear him preach or say anything or tell him how to live. They just, I'm sick right now. Can you heal me, God? I, I'm broke right now. Can you bless me? But I want to tell you, that's not the will of God. We got to leave that Herod behind. We got to leave that Herod behind and never go back uh, to that mentality, to that spirit, to that attitude. Uh, we got to say, you know what, God? I, I want your miracle signs and wonders, but I want your word as well. I want you to preach to me, teach me, speak to me. Here's Herod standing before Jesus looking, waiting for a miracle. And the Bible says Jesus wouldn't even talk to him. Oh, I need a word from God. Well, stop cutting off everything the preacher says. Now, I don't feel like there's anybody necessarily here like that. But there are people that spirit is prevalent. They don't want to hear what is preached and what is said, whether it's myself or anybody who steps behind this pulpit, anybody that pulls open the word and it's according to the word of God. And they say, I don't need that. I don't want to hear that. And then they get to a position where they need a word from God and God won't speak to them. I'll tell you why God won't speak to you if you cut this out of your life. Because he already spoke to you. And you got to go back and take the last thing God told you. Well, God, speak to me, and yet you won't be baptized in his name. Well, God, speak to me, and you won't repent of your sins. God, speak to me, and you have yet to receive the Holy Ghost. God's saying, uh, if you just line up to my word, uh, I'll speak to you. I won't just speak to you. I'll live on the inside of you. I won't just come to church with you. I'll go home with you. If you let that word uh, get down in every area of your life, uh, if you let that word spread, uh, I'll not only perform miracles in your life, uh, I'll speak a word over your family. I'll speak a word over your marriage. I'll speak a word over your finances. I'll speak a word over everything. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. We can't go back to Herod. Herod will say, you don't need to listen to the word of God. And it will try to cut the word of God out of your life. Try to cut any amount of conviction out of your life. If God's convicting you, that means God's still working on you. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's not the meanness, the harshness, or the judgmentalness of God. It is the goodness. I thank God for the day that he told me, hey, son, you got to repent of some things. I thank God for the day that he said, uh, he brought a little conviction into my life and said, you know, you really shouldn't do that. You really shouldn't live that way. Uh, it was his goodness and his mercy that was pulling me out of the fire. Uh, it was the love of a heavenly father uh, saying, son, if you stay there, you're going to die there. Uh, but I got greater plans for you. I got a greater purpose for you. Uh, so come up out of that. Uh, there's some folks here today got to come up out of where they've been uh, and trust in the almighty God. Oh, somebody praise him. Lift up your hands. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. There's some Herods being left behind here today. There's some Herods being left behind, some mentalities being left behind. God, we're going to serve you with all of our heart, with our whole being. We're going to let you speak to us. We're going to let you work on us. We're never going to stop letting you, God. God, keep going, keep working, keep moving, keep speaking. In the name of Jesus. to our text you gotta really be careful of this Herod I think if any Herod this is probably the most dangerous it's Christmas people don't like this kind of stuff that's alright cool. it's funny it's fun I like it it's the word of God but here this Herod comes by and there's some there's some people that have been looking for God searching for God and this Herod hadn't been doing nothing 
and he says, well, where is he supposed to be born? We've been searching the Bible, and we've been studying. We've been praying. We've been, we've been trying to get a hold of him. We want to know where he is because we want to be where he is. There's some folks like that in this building. I'm thank God for it. There's some folks saying, I'll search what I got to search. I'll, I'll travel as far as I got to travel. I'll drive as far as I got to drive. I just got to be where Jesus is. But in your life, you're going to, enter, you're going to encounter some Herods. You're going to encounter the spirit of Herod that comes by as you're busy trying to search for God and seek for God. and You just want to worship him. You just want to love him. And Herod will show up. And he says, where is he at? You go ahead and seek him, gentlemen. And when you find him, I'll come worship him too. Beware of the spirit of Herod that lets everybody else seek God before you'll worship God. Come on, somebody. you got to be careful of the hair that says, I'll just sit back at church and I'll just hang back and not really do anything and I'll let everybody else pray and I'll let everybody else worship. And you got to be careful that that doesn't get a hold of you because there's some folks that are good people, but they'll let everybody else pray and let everybody else sing and let everybody else preach and they'll let everybody else move and go and do. Amen. Trying to find God. But I've come to tell you, it's not the will of God to let everybody else seek him and let everybody else worship him. I want to tell you, the will of God is for us to seek him, that everybody would seek him. And if they seek him, they'll find him. If they seek him, they'll find him. And when they find him they'll worship with all their heart with all their soul with all their mind am I preaching to anybody you've been seeking and you found him and all you want to do is worship oh somebody praise him all across the building why don't you stand across the building lift up your hands somebody praise him somebody pray there's some folks who've been seeking him all month, all year, and I've come to let you know you can find him, and when you find him, you can worship him, but there's some folks who've been waiting on everybody else. Today's your day to seek him for yourself. Today's your day to find him for yourself. Today's your day to worship him for yourself. you got to be careful of this Herod, because this Herod will come by, and he'll say, you seek him, and I'll worship him, which really he had no intention of worshiping. You know what he was looking for? Brother Reyes, he wanted to kill him. What is it with these Herods trying to kill everybody? Don't be a Herod. And you say, don't be a Herod. I don't think there's anybody here like that, but don't be that person. Trying to kill every bit of conviction. Trying to kill every word from God. Trying to hit... Don't be that person. There's enough people in the world that are like that. There's enough devils fighting against the church. Don't need some saints to be that way. I don't think we have anybody like that, but I'm just saying, in, in preemptive strike, don't be that person. Hallelujah. But this Herod wanted to kill Jesus because he was afraid someone was going to take his position. Don't be so wrapped up in your position you forget to worship God. Uh-huh. Got somebody right there. Don't be so wrapped up in, in what you do for God that you are so busy doing it for God, you never worship God. Because I'll tell you what he wanted to do. He wanted to kill Jesus. And there is a Herod that is only after trying to kill your relationship with God. He wants to stop you from praying, stop you from worshiping. He wants to obliterate that in your world, but it's not the will of God. Because God comes by. 
And these, I want to tell you what happened with these guys. They left Herod seeking God because that's what they originally came to do. You've got to walk away from Herod and say, you know what? I don't care what you tried to say. I came to church to worship. I came to church to get a hold of God. It doesn't matter. Come on, things might have been rough, and you might have Herod speaking in your ear, but you got to shut that out and say, no, I've came with intention. I've came to worship God. And when they finally got to Jesus and found him, the Bible says they opened up some gifts. These are gifts they've had for a long time. They never gave it to the old king of the Jews because he wasn't worthy. But when they found the king of kings, they opened up. And there's some folks here today, the reason that Herod doesn't want you, amen, to have a relationship with God because he knows you'll open up. And the gifts that you have will start coming out. And you'll start wreaking havoc on his kingdom. And he knows that if you worship the true king, his kingdom's coming down. And I got news for Satan. Your kingdom's coming down because God's kingdom is rising up. Somebody shout. Somebody take about 30 seconds and praise God in the midst of what Herod said, in the midst of what the devil's been saying. Praise the Lord. They get there. They open up their gifts. They give it to Jesus. And they worship God. I'm going to tell you the greatest gift God could give you this Christmas. You get done worshiping God. You get done giving everything over to God. Amen. That's going to happen for some folks in this altar. You've been holding back. You've been holding on. You've been closed up, cloistered, and shut down. But before you leave this service, you're going to see the real king of kings. And there's something that just opens up humanity. When they get before Jesus, they can't help but open up and worship him. They can't help but open up and give him everything they got. They showed up here. They opened up before him. God says, don't go back to Herod. Don't go back to Herod because you had a great experience at church. You opened up, some things happen, things change. And if you go back to Herod, he's going to finish it. He's going to kill it off. And so they were warned of God a dream that they should not return to Herod. And I'm going to tell you the greatest gift God could give to anybody this Christmas is when you leave this building. You don't go You don't go home the way you came. You walk out of these doors. You might have walked in one day with Herod in your ear, with the world in your ear, with the devil in your ear, with struggles and trials and temptations in your ear. But by the time you leave, after you had a little conversation with Jesus, after you worship Jesus, after you open yourself up to Jesus you're going to go home a different man, a different woman a different husband a different wife, you're going to be a different individual throw your hands in the air let's pray, I'm done preaching somebody pray come on You came to this house one way, but God's wanting to send you home another way. You came into this building with struggles, but God's sending you home with worship and praise that I've seen him. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Visitor friend, would you lift up your hands? Saint of God, would you lift up your hands? I know the devil might have been fighting you all week, but you made it to the house of God, and you can go home changed. You can go home different. There can be the miraculous in your life. I want to open up this altar. Would you empty out your seats? Let's come and pray, because it's when you come to this altar, you meet Jesus. 
you get before God, you can open yourself up at this altar. And when you leave, you will not leave the way you came. You might have been addicted when you walked in, but you can walk out saved and sanctified. You might have walked in empty, but you can walk out full of the Holy Ghost. You might have walked in not knowing Jesus, but you can say, I seen him. I, I was there with him. I've been with Jesus, and I'll never be the same. Come on, somebody pray all across the building. Come on, there's some folks never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. After today, God's going to change you. God's going to change you. God's going to change you. Never the same. of God. You can walk in depressed, but walk out with joy that the world can't take away, that Herod can't kill.
house is moving. I'm never going back to what I was. I'm going home changed. I'm going home different because I've been with Jesus. Never, never the same. Never the same. Never the same.
don't you lift your hands all across the building. I've been with Jesus and I won't go back to what I used to be. I've been changed. I've been changed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and pray. Hallelujah. 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 There's some people's lives that will never be the same. You're forever changed in the presence of God. You're forever changed in the power of God.